Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. As we continue on with Songs in the Night, Psalms, the book of Psalms, we're on Psalm 91. And for those of you who listened uh, yesterday, Tuesday, you you remember that uh, this is a time, this is a psalm that Stephanie was memorizing at the time of the uh, missionary uh, martyrdom of her husband when he was murdered. And and, uh, so a lot of what we're covering is hitting close to home, but we appreciate you, Stephanie. And so tell us about this Wednesday morning. How's things going for you? Well, Doug, it's a pretty good morning here. You know, it's warmed up here in Indiana, so I'm very thankful for that. It always helps when it, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping. Yeah. Um, you can be out in a jacket, not winter coats and a boot, winter coat and boots. Yeah. So I, I, I'd love to hope that I can get a little, at least a mile walk in today, but we'll just have to see. It was 42 on my walk this morning, 42 degrees. Come on, folks. It's the middle of April, man. It's April 16th or something. I Yeah, it's I only mean, 46 here still. So oh, what is that all about? Anyway. <laughs> Hopefully uh, by the time you come see I, us. I hope this global warming warm catches up. I, I'm hoping South Carolina turns into Hawaii. And uh, I don't know what's going on, maybe. And Indiana can turn into South Carolina. I'm not sure. But anyway, and I'm not picking anybody. So Psalm 91 has been a tough thing. But we we have this segment. You might be a knucklehead. You might, uh, or we do the positive side of it. You might be right with God if. So, Stephanie, it's your turn. Which one of those two would you like to do this morning? Wow. I think I'm going to go with... um, you might be right with God. Okay, so I'm going to set you up. You might be right with God if. If you're like my little girl and you love everybody so much, you even make your teddy bears hug each other. Wow. And I've got a picture of that teddy bear hugging. Can we pass that teddy bear hugging out on helpful wounded spirits? So yes. people will get an opportunity to see that. And you can, del- you know, you can delay it to the day of this podcast or you can just put it out there. I think you make till the podcast day. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. So here we are, we're cranking along and we're in some. We're going to explain why I said that. So I don't sound like a weirdo. I'm going to let you go ahead. Okay. So I went up to my bedroom last night And found, okay, so my dad had given me a little bear at Valentine's, a little cute little pink teddy bear. And then um, Doug and Debbie, when we were in Florida, gave me an adorable army camo teddy bear. And so I gave Emmy my pink teddy bear, but I said, the camo teddy bear has to stay on my bed. But I said, it's okay if they love each other. So I come up to my bed last night and find the camo bear and the teddy bear, the pink teddy bear, in a full embrace hug laying there on my bed. 
and Emmy, I guess, thought that the bears needed to hang out together. It is the most adorable thing. I haven't even pulled them apart because I don't have the heart to. I think it's, it's so love. Adorable. I think it's love. And uh, <laughs> anyway, folks, here we are. We sure do love Emmy and, and uh, what she does with those teddy bears is cool. She was kind of stealing Mama's teddy bear, and then she was. Uh, and then Mom came up with the pink one and. If you know Emmy, her nickname could be Pinky. She likes all things pink, so it worked yeah. out. So Stephanie was able to keep her teddy bear. And, That's uh, right. Yeah, and so now there's teddy bear love going on That's right. there in Warsaw, Indiana. But here we are in Psalm 90. So coming in and going through Psalm 91, well, first, first things first, we just want to be completely up front. We want to put everything out there, full disclosure, we had mentioned that Psalm 91 was a psalm that Stephanie was memorizing at the time of Charles martyrdom, and you had heard that in the last one. If you're just joining on with this podcast, there's Psalm 91 or something that's very close to Stephanie. Psalm 91 is a psalm. It's like the official PTSD psalm, I think, of the entire Bible. Psalm 23 is close, but I think Psalm 91 is the official PTSD psalm of the Bible. And so here we are, and... Uh, we are cruising along, and I think we're on verse number five through eight. We're going to go ahead and let Stephanie read that, and then we're going to move along on those. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Wow. So coming right out of here, it says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Boy, there's a lot of people listening to us right now, Stephanie, that are afraid of the terror at night or the arrow of the day. There's a lot of people that live in fear. PTSD looks like fear. And uh, PTSD is fear. And so as you look at this, as you see this, as those things are going on, people look and say, man, I sure am this, or I sure am afraid. And uh, so how do you deal with that fear? I know you came back, and, and you must have been scared to death. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're coming back from Africa. You get home. You're going through all the junk. You're actually having to stay with your folks. It's like stepping back in time 15 years. And, um, and you know, from the day you got married on, you and Charles had lived. You had your own place, all that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you're scared. What was, what was your fear like then? Wow. Um, at that point, I was afraid of sleeping. I was afraid of being awake. <laughs> I was afraid of getting in a vehicle. I was afraid of every sound. Um, I was afraid of the quiet. I was afraid of what would happen in the next 30 seconds. I mean, you you name it, I was probably at that point freaked out. Um where my kids were all the time. I wanted to know where they were, if they were okay. Um, I couldn't, I was afraid of seeing blood. I couldn't handle the color red. Um, yeah, it was a very, very awful place to be inside. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think a lot of people listening to us, Stephanie, are, are kind of there. I think, yeah. you know, we're all at different stages with our walk with PTSD, we're all at different stages helping people with their walk with PTSD, but understanding that the fear you had prior to PTSD 
wasn't as bizarre or extreme or crazy, right, as the PTSD oh, yeah. you came home with. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally different. Um, I mean, I, I think my fears prior to PTSD, some of them um, maybe were put on steroids. Yeah. Um, they grew by leaps and bounds. Um, and fears that I would have never dreamed of having before, things that would have never bothered me before suddenly were incredible triggers. And, and, and so I think this is important. I think the, to understand that, obviously, Stephanie's uh, allowing the Lord to mitigate these things in our life, to replace them with his strength and his things, uh, his promises. And, and so if you're out there and you're scared, you're fearing, that's okay. You know, we're, we're here for you. Uh, get, yourself, get yourself by that wounded spirit. It's a biblical approach to PTSD. There's a whole section on fear and what God's word has to say about it. I think it'll help you. And uh, this isn't a shameless plug for that, but I think that I think it's important that while we're sitting here looking at verse 5, Stephanie, that we tell folks it's okay. Things are going to get better. Isn't that fair? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's a certain sense which anytime a person goes through a, a shock, um, it's not just a shock on you emotionally. Yeah. It's, it's a shock on you mentally. And I think to understand, besides the physical ramifications, I think it's important to understand. Um, I was just talking to a, uh, met another biblical counselor yesterday. Um, she doesn't specifically always do PTSD, but she's a biblical counselor. And we were talking about the way God, our, everything about us interrelates. It's not like three separate boxes, our body, soul, and spirit. And they are all interrelated, our, our emotional, mental, physical, spiritual. They are all interrelated. And it's so important to take the time to heal. Yeah. And um, to be able to come to that place of being able to begin the healing process. You know, if, if you're in a state of constant hypertension, um, hypervigilance, you're never sleeping, Um because you don't know how to get out of the vicious cycle you're in. And I was there. I was there for several months. And spiritually, I was reading my Bible. I was spending, I mean, I prayed all night that I was, you know, that was either pray or have flashbacks. Yeah. And the flashbacks would come as soon as I stopped praying and started to fall asleep. So you're in this vicious cycle of I either pray or I wish I was dead. And so... I was spending tons of time reading my Bible and talking to the Lord. That's the only reason I did not kill myself. Um, but I needed help. Yeah. And I think being being willing to come to that point of I need help. And I wasn't one that got angry. If you're one that struggles with, if, if for you a side effect to trauma is becoming angry, lashing out at your kids, lashing out at those who love you, if that's how you as a person respond to the trauma, you need to get help. You don't want to hurt someone else, Yeah. you know, and create regrets on that level because you're not willing to reach out for help. And I've seen that firsthand just this year of someone who needed help and wasn't willing to get it. And the damage that that person is doing to other relationships because they're bound to determine they're okay. And you don't want to reach that point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I, and I, I think what we want to say to you folks is, listen, there's, there's an other side. 
You know, it doesn't stay there. Yeah. When you choose, yeah. when you step out and serve God, things get better. When we, when we start applying God's principles to this fear, when we start applying God's principle, you know, we got to remember what is it? Uh, Philippians one twenty eight. Not being terrified by our, you know, by our uh, adversaries and. Yes. <clears throat> and this is God saying, you know, when we're, we're not this, but I give you a way out. And he gave Stephanie a way out. And, and Stephanie's here today helping us. So thou shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that finished the day. So it, one of the things I like that Stephanie said is I'm not laying in bed thinking, I'm, I, you know, I'm talking to God. So instead of counting sheep, she's talking to the shepherd. And maybe that's a good way to go to sleep. Maybe as we is we try to block out this fear and stuff, and we just start talking to God. And uh, I think uh, I think talking to God is so important. I think communicating to God how we feel, the way we feel. And, you know, sometimes, I don't know about you, Stephanie, but sometimes when I sit down and say, God, I'm afraid of this, or I'm afraid of that, or God, I'm afraid of this, and we name those things, boy, yes. does he give me victories. Yeah. And and I think that's, I agree. I think that's what we got to do. We got to name it. And, and, yeah. and we, we got to claim God's power through our prayer life and through the Bible and trust in God. And, and, yeah. and God will bring us to that place. And, you know, and I, I mean, I don't want to spend a ton of time here on verse five, but I think it's important. And no, I think verse five is huge because um, there's a sense in which nighttime, I love the way that um, our Bible uses the word terror. Yeah. Because that is what it is. It is. Um, whoever wrote Psalm 91 knew what PTSD was all about. And um, there's a sense in which, well, we know that Satan loves darkness. And I have talked just recently, I was talking to someone and they said, nighttime, I dread the night, I dread the dark, because as soon as it gets dark, I'm dealing with all of these thoughts. I'm dealing with the flashbacks and I'm like, yeah, that is, that is, I think there's a sense in which, I mean, even in our, even in creation, we have the darkness versus light. And at night it's quiet at night. If we don't have our hearts and our minds stayed upon God, Satan will take over. Yeah. And um, I think the principle of in, in Egypt where they would apply that blood. And this is, I think, where spiritual warfare comes into play. Um, and I think you had you had suggested this to me. I know a, a, a Christian brother from India that has dealt very, very black and white. He has dealt head-on with satanic spiritual warfare. And um, the whole concept of, by faith, applying the blood of Christ over us personally, over our homes. Yeah. I have kids that have PTSD and that, that concept of every night we pray and ask God to cover our, our home with, with his blood, with his protection. And we claim our home for Jesus Christ, that our home Satan has no dominion in our home. He has no control yeah. in it. And there's power. There is power in the name of Jesus there is power in submitting ourselves to God, resisting the devil, and claiming that promise, even if we don't feel it, that he will flee. Mm. And I think that's all wrapped up here in verse 5. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And, and, and you know, we can, we can beat on this, but let me say this as well. Uh, we can beat this dog all day long and still have great value from it. But let me just say this. I think this is significant. 
Stephanie went through this without someone laying next to her. You know, her husband had been taken away. And for those of you who are fortunate enough to be married, um, you know, get your spouse involved. Yeah. You know, muckle a hold of them and say, I'm afraid and study the Bible together. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, talk to the shepherd together. I, I think that'll aid a lot in the healing process. And I agree. I think one of our problems that we suffer from in this life is we don't, we don't tap into relationships. We, we don't tap into that marital relationship. We don't tap into that pastoral relationship. We don't tap into our friendships and say, man, I need your help. I'm yeah. scared. I'm going through this. This yeah. stinks. I want to come out the other side. And, and I, and I mean, so many marriages I think fail today because people don't communicate and they, I agree hundred percent. And I think, I think communication is important. And I think, I think sometimes it's good to muckle a hold of somebody and say, help me. Yeah. And, and no, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> yeah. So if you, and, and you may know somebody, you may be listening to us and say, hey, I don't have this PTSD, but my wife sure does. My husband sure does. My so-and-so sure does. Whatever it can be, muckle over them and say, hey, I'm seeing this. Let's stop this. Let's get to that place where we give everything to God. Let's move to that place. And, you know, it, and it may, it may take on a beautiful new feel to it, you know. And, uh, and it always does when two or more gathered in his name and pray and come up to God. And, uh, and, and, you know, you make each other feel really good when you pray and it can expand the boundaries of relationships, I think. Uh, yeah, well, and th we have that, James, that's in the New Testament. Um, James 5.16 talks about confessing your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The yeah. effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I don't believe that's that word faults. I don't believe, it doesn't say confess your sins one to another. Yeah. Um, we're all human. We all have weaknesses. And... When we, when we are willing to share with each other um, our weaknesses, you know, if I hadn't, and I'm not trying to raise myself up, I am the last person to give advice on anything, but being willing to reach out to Rhonda and say, I can't sleep. All of those, just being willing to say, I messed up and I can't help myself. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a, a cry. You know, I was crying out to God for help. But being willing to, in a sense, confess, cry out to a friend and say, I need help was huge because people were praying for me. But being willing to admit I messed up, being willing to admit I need help, I think that's a huge, huge, that doesn't mean, that doesn't make you a weak person. That doesn't make you someone who's got more issues than someone else. No, it makes you real. Yeah. And, Real is the first step to getting better. Real is. Real is cool. And, and, and so, folks, I think if we, if we want to look at this and get some kind of wrap-up today from Psalm number 5 or some type of closure on where we're going is we're going to be afraid. We're going to deal with things yeah. in our life. Everybody deals with fear. Everybody deals. But the problem is those people with PTSD, those of us who suffer from that, those of us who work with people with PTSD, need to understand that fear for us and being afraid is squared. It's a different level. There's a paranoia that's stronger in there. And, and, and working together, teamwork. And I, I liked how Stephanie yeah. brought up that, hey, I could pick up the phone and call Rhonda. And then Rhonda was the one who uh, stimulated yeah. uh, uh, the conversation about getting help. 
Yeah. Uh, and Rhonda's the one who made contact with me. And, and yep. so sometimes grabbing a hold of that friend, sometimes grabbing a hold of that spouse, sometimes doing those things will bring you to the right place. So, folks, I guess wrapping this up real quickly and closing down is this. You're going to be afraid, but you got a great God, and he can take that fear from you. He can help you move along. It's not. You know, I know, and, and God can touch us and make everything better, but sometimes the walks, the journey takes a little bit longer than just a quick prayer. Sometimes yeah. the journey takes just a little bit longer. You know, it's like uh, it reminds me of that lady who yells at her husband all the time. You know, she's saved. She's prayed to prayer. God stopped me to yell, and then she yells at her husband again. And you say, well, what does that mean? That means it's going to take a little longer for her to break that habit. It's going to, and that's all right. And I know people have been able to stop that. You know, I do. I do. Listen, we love you folks. We'd love to talk to you, but listen, trust God's word. Get under the wings of God. We're going to be talking more of Psalm 91 here on Thursday morning. Make sure you listen to us. We sure do love you folks. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.